Hi guys, um, welcome back to the Perfect Podcast, episode three. Yep, don't forget, of course, we're on episode three now. It is me and Josh once again, um, <laughs> and it is my it's my week to choose the topics. To be honest, uh, like last week. I'm kind of surprised huh? we made it this far. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised we made it this far. Uh, I am. I mean, I'm pretty sure we made like three or four YouTube videos and that was it, so... We might still have one yeah, more episode in us. That that was like that was years ago though. That we were children then. Yes, we're yeah. more dedicated. We're more dedicated to this. Oh, definitely. I've just bought myself a nice little setup, and hopefully the audio will sound a bit clearer, a bit better. When you're listening to this, wherever you're listening from. Um, firstly, I'd like to thank all the listeners. Um, we finally got our first listener in America. That's quite a big step for us, considering we're two young lads from Northampton which probably no one's ever heard about unless you're from here or, or, or near enough around it <laughs> yeah near enough around it so Jack what have we got to do today so the first topic is, is a bit of a treat okay it is we're gonna we'll do top three top three top three favourite chocolate bars Ooh. okay so i've not i didn't expect this you've caught me a bit unawares but we'll go with it um top three how about we go from third to first we'll go from third to first yeah okay so i um i wrote this down yesterday yeah and i haven't actually thought okay so it's kind of from a memory from from me as well yeah um so i know one of them but i don't know where i'd rank it okay so uh, i don't know i think if we go third to first do you want to go first or do you want me to go first um i'll go first okay um i'll put in number three oh i'll put a fudge a fudge, oh, that's a shout, you know. I do like a good fudge. I'm going to go along similar lines to you, you know. I'm going to go with a chomp. I do like okay. a, I, I like okay. a good chomp, you know. Okay, but one of the one of the chopped up bars that you can get from the from the corner shop, and it's twenty five p, you know. Yeah, simple, and I just you know it's chewy. I like I like it. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. That is. Um... Number two, I I would put a Kinder Bueno. Oh, that's a, that's actually a shout. That is a shout. Um, see, I'd be tempted to put a Kinder Bueno as well, but I think coming in second spot, I think I'm going to go for another chewy one. Go for a Curly Whirly. Oh, decent. I like a Curly Whirly. Nice. Number one, this is what's hard. Because, Joe, you know what? I'm going to go for another Kinder Bueno, but the white one. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. I, I'm not a fan of white chocolate, to be honest with you, but I can agree they're both very elite if we're going to play that that way. Um, see, for my top spot, I'm not too sure. Uh, go to chocolate. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say, 
if it's out the fridge it has to be out the fridge this chocolate bar otherwise it doesn't come in the top 10 to be honest with you i'm going to go for just a standard galaxy bar i'll tell you what try okay. galaxy bar in the fridge it tastes so much better than it does if it's warm okay that's a show ah, oh actually now i've just i've just thought of some what is it uh, i probably wouldn't make my top three Okay. But I'm going to mention Dairy Milk Caramel. Yeah. Dairy Milk White Chocolate Oreo. Ooh, okay. That is an absolute banger of a chocolate bar. Um, Milky Way. That's about it. <laughs> Them three. Them, they're the other three. Okay. So, I think my special mentions... Um, I would say that my special mentions would be the Dairy Milk Jelly Popping Candy. I do like that one. I am quite impartial to a bit yeah. of Jelly Popping Candy. Um, a Cadbury, uh, the uh, Caramel one. That's another one yeah. that I'd agree with you on. Is, so that's a special mention. And I think I'm going to go, again, along the chewy side of things, Rolos. I think Rolos are worth a special mention as Ooh, well. Oh, actually, yeah, Rolos are I forgot about bonos actually. Yeah. Yeah, probably wouldn't make my top three, but obviously, yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Okay. Rolos is a, is a good shout. I do like a, a couple of Rolos when I go to my old nanas. Yeah, fair enough. That is a that's a very good very good mention. That. Next, so... we'll go we'll go to the next topic. Yep. Um, and this is something I have put on my TikTok. Okay. Uh, the last last couple of days, and it is comedy moment. Okay. I have three comedy moments here. Yeah. That I've written down. Okay. That I can remember. You can obviously mention some more because there's 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 an array of of, of moments that are in comedy. Okay. The ones that I put on my TikTok. Okay. Baldrick's poems in Blackadder goes forth. Yes, that that is a funny one. If, if I'm honest, I think they are the best poems ever to be made. Okay, um, I mean, in a comedy aspect, I'll, I'll agree with you. I will agree with you. <laughs> it did make me chuckle a fair bit. Like, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. What, what, what are you up to? What's going on next? Uh, the other two. Okay. Right. Trigger's broom. Oh. Okay, <laughs> right. So, obviously, there's a, a number... Well, you could literally go through the whole of the Only Fools series and just list everything that happens, because they're all great comedy moments. But Trigger's broom has to be up there with the best of them. It, it, it's got to be one of the best. It's had 17 it new heads and 14 new handles. How's it the same bloody broom, then? That is a classic... That's a trigger line, and that's what makes it so great is the way they made trigger out to be, you know, quite thick. And when he says that, it it all just kind of it settles, and it's just a trigger line, really. So it it, it really is like <laughs> it's just the another one. Yeah. Um, it, I haven't written down is yeah. when um Rodney's meant to go on a date. Okay. 
and Dell t- Del speaks to Albert before. Yeah. Oh. And that's a shock. Yeah. And he did it three times. Because he fell out with his wife, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, this time we're done. And, it... and yeah, <laughs> he sat there. He did it three times when he wasn't meant to. And then when he is meant to. He doesn't do he it. He doesn't it... do it at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is good. It, but it, again, it's just only Fools North. It's comedy really. gold, really, isn't it? I would say, going along the line of Only Fools and Horses, I don't mean to butt in here, but I think there's two that I can specifically remember. They're both okay. fooling scenes. So the first one is Dell at the bar. Classic. Everyone's... Yeah. If you're from England or Britain, you, you'll have heard of this. Um, it's a great scene. I'll urge you to go and watch it on YouTube or on... I think they're on Netflix as well now. But if you can go and watch the um, part where Dell falls through the bar, the comedic timing of it was absolutely perfect. And what he says afterwards, again, perfectly timed. I think I'll urge everyone to go watch that. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't watched it yet, but most of our audience are British, so if you haven't watched it, where have you been living? Under a fucking rock. Um, And another one, when they're at the auction for the watch, time on our hands, it's called. And... Obviously, it gets to the starting offer, and Dell faints because he didn't realise it'd be that much. And then, the best bit about it is that they're talking outside, you know, 300, 350. They get back inside, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, 375, 4. And then, so obviously, they're thinking, oh, it's £400,000. And the auctioneer just goes, the bid stands at four million pounds, and Rodney then collapses. And I'll tell you what, again, it's it's down to the comedic timing. It is fucking hilarious. Uh, again, if you haven't watched the Only Fool series, I'll urge you all to go and watch it. It is such a great laugh. Well, I've got. I do have the the third one that I'd actually written down when yep. Dell and Rodney are running down the street dressed okay. as Batman and Robin. Is that your top spot? No, it's not my top spot. So that's it's just another just, mention. It's just another mention that I'd actually, yeah. I'd written down. I remembered them three. That's class. It is a great sketch. That that point in time, that scene, it was it was brilliant. Um. So, um, yeah, so yeah, I that, think that's my, that's my, that's the three I'd, I'd written down. Yeah. But there there's there's a whole lot more oh yeah you could go through if we'd be sat here for days if we just went through the whole of only fools and horses because everything yeah, there is the, just the comedic timing of everything is just brilliant it, it's a well-crafted series so i think we should just leave the only fools and horses there otherwise we'll spoil it for everyone who hasn't watched it and we'll be here all day <laughs> and we only have two yeah. hours so the um the next topic, we're going to go on to football. Okay. It's going to be around the FA Cup. Interesting. Okay. This season... Yes. Do you think the magic of the FA Cup is still around? No. Straight up, no. Um, the reason for that, I reckon... I don't, I don't think it's here this season anyway. Okay. And I think it's because there's no fans. Yeah. I think the lack of fans has really affected the game. Like, really affected the game. 
So it, it's understandable. Um, I'm going to come off of the FA Cup just for a second. Um, okay. I want to talk about referees. Okay. <laughs> because I saw um, the Arsenal game yesterday. And uh, some of the decisions were... How do you describe them? They were very controversial. Let's let's put it as controversial. Some people agree with it. Some people disagree with it. Um, one in particular moment, I want to talk about the David Luiz red card. I know that you didn't watch the match, but I did. And looking at the original, my original thought was that that's never a red card. He didn't go in with intent. He was literally running behind the player. I don't know if you've seen the highlights or any sort of um, footage of it. No, I've saw a picture of it. Okay, so you, you've it, seen it, it. Yeah, you've seen the moment of contact. Um, yeah. So David Luiz was running behind him, caught out of position. That that's down to him, really. That's his own fault. But at half time, I think it was Peter Walton decided turned around and explained to us why that was a red card. And this is what I can't get my head around. The rules in English football. They say that even if it's without intent, if you're the last man and you deny a goal-scoring opportunity, that's it. Red card. Okay. I understand that. But yeah, that was definitely not intentional. You can tell that's not intentional. And I that's can understand. Say, like, I can understand that it sometimes it's going to be hard to tell if someone's doing it intentionally or not. But yeah. that's a clear-cut, unintentional, okay? That's what I don't understand. And it's the same that's with the are. old handball rule as well. Do you remember that? All the controversy yeah. controversy around the old handball rule. And that was all brought about because VAR was picking up these different handballs and the rules were just not very clear. Yeah. What are you going to say? That's where VAR yeah. needs to tell the referee to go to the monitor. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's where that's where he needs to go to the monitor and look yeah. if there's intent. Yeah, if because there's not, then you get second opinion, don't you? Because yeah. you know, you look at VAR now; they can make a decision, say, "Look, that was clear cut," and they'll give it. But the ref doesn't have to go to the monitor and look at it for himself, which I think they should do. Should always get a second opinion, always. Yeah. But um, like um, it it is it is a bit stupid. Like yeah, because I just don't like. Okay, fair enough. The referee might have looked from his angle. He might not have had the best view of it. Yeah. VAR, they can see differently. They they can see different angles of it. Yeah, without so they doubt. should be able to tell. And then if they, whoever whoever's in it, should be like go and look at the the monitor. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because you can tell that that is not intentional. Yeah, you can tell that's not intentional, but as Peter was saying yesterday, um, you can't tell what's in someone's mind because it might have been intentional, but try to look, look it, look, make it look like that it was yeah, wasn't. You know. So, yeah. I can understand that, but it, it that was definitely not intentional. That was a bit stupid, really, and. And then, yeah. obviously, to get the second yellow uh, red card, sorry for Leno, 
he came out and literally whacked the ball away. He was just an idiot, basically. And I think he needs to be taught that the 18-yard box, you're allowed to use your hands. And if you're outside of that box, don't use your fucking hands. Do you think he'd come out and then not notice he'd made a mistake? That's why he did it. I believe that he left his box, realised that he'd mistimed it, and the ball was going to fall short. It looked like he went to chest it out for a throw-in. And it looked to me like he'd mistimed it, mistimed his run, mistimed the direction that he was going in, whatever. It was completely mistimed. To me, it looked like he'd come out of his box to chest it out for a throw-in, which would make complete sense. Yeah. To give his players time to backtrack, which that that's completely fair enough. But he, I think he gets caught out. I think he gets caught, and it's the ball looks like it's going to fall short of him, and so all he has to do is flick his arm around to try and look like he chested it when actually no, he just hooked his arm around it and sent it out. And I genuinely yeah. think it was just a massive cock up from him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure he would admit that. Oh yeah, uh, uh, obviously sure. we don't we, we don't have the luxury of speaking to players. But, you know, <laughs> not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Not yet. I'm we sure could do in would. the future. You never know. Yeah, we we possibly could. Um, so, I think personally we should just divert back on track to the old um, FA, FA Cup again. So yes. yeah, so FA Cup. I think the magic. No, I don't think there's this this season. I think the magic's gone. I, I think. Yeah, this season because there've been no fans, that's understandable. Whether it will pick back I feel up like again, the magic has, I don't know. I feel like the magic has kind of been getting less and less over the last couple of years. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's what I think. Um, obviously, when you're these little clubs like Oxford City, when they beat us, you know, when you've got Marine, these little clubs, I say yeah. little, but non-league clubs. When you see the non-league yeah. clubs, you might think that the the it's still there, you know, the spark. You might think that yeah. the magic of the FA Cup is still there because you've got a chance and, you know, obviously we lost and Marine got to play Tottenham, you know, they made it through the rounds yeah. to play Tottenham. Fair play to them. But I think... Like Derby on the way, Wigan mm. on the way, Peter on I the th- way. But I think, Ooh. like, up to that point, if you're a league club, unless you're, like, top six of the Premier League and you know that you might have a chance of winning it, I think the magic's gone. I genuinely believe that the yeah. magic isn't there anymore. It, the three teams I just mentioned there, Wigan, Peterborough and Derby, yeah. they were all beat by Chorley. Yeah. Another non-league club. Exactly. And this is what I say, for these clubs, I think the magic is still there because they're still beating these bigger teams. But for the league clubs, League One, League Two, even the Championship, I think there's just no point, really. I think they just can't be asked with it yeah. anymore. And the magic is slowly dying, I'm afraid. And I also think referees have a massive play to part in that as well. Parts playing that, if like, I get my words right. <laughs> last season, yes. I mean, you could you could say this season that that like, the magic is kind of upset. People say like you've got. Crawley who beat Leeds. A big upset. That's where people think that's where the magic is when there's upset. Yeah. Because anything can happen. That's what people think the magic is. Mm, indeed. And they are right. Like, anything could happen. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't think it happens as much now. No, no, definitely not. Not half as much, in my opinion. It's because what I think is the teams play their best squad so then they can get more money. Yeah. We've seen City. Mm. How many League Cup trophies have they won in a row? I think it's four, three. Yeah, yeah. It's basically... It's the Cup for Man City to win, pretty much, every season. Yeah. The FA, the FA Cup, I mean, I think Arsenal have won it four in the last six times, I think. Yeah, it's predictable. I think that's the problem with the FA Cup now. It's very predictable. Like, yeah. You can tell that if you're in the Premier League, you're going to make it to, you know, the last 16. Almost. Well, if you're in the, if you're in the, if you're in the top six, then... Oh, yeah, you're going to make it to the quarterfinals. You're most likely going to. Yeah. But, obviously, but they have the outsider chance, but I just think, you know... If you're in the top six, you're almost guaranteed to get to the quarterfinals. You know, one of yeah. you, one of you. You know, so also another thing about the FA Cup, but I think if you look at round, was it round four? Okay. Liverpool play Man United. Yeah. That's a big game. Man City get Cheltenham Town. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. You're the only one that thinks it's big. I mean, there is the possibility for that. I'm not. I don't know. To be honest with you, I genuinely I believe that they should give the Premier League teams a separate draw to play each other, because at least then it gives the smaller teams a chance to earn more money from it. And when you get to say. Yeah. I'd say when you get to the last 32 or the last 16, that's when you start integrating them. Then put them all together. Yeah. But for the first yeah. round of, like I said, for round three or round four, maybe even both, just play the Premier League teams against each other, whittle them down, and then maybe each year you might have a different winner. You know, Because if Brighton go to Chelsea and beat them, and Southampton go to Liverpool and beat them, I know it's unlikely, but if they do, you know, they have a chance of winning the FA Cup. Which yeah. would spice Obviously, things up. Then there's, there's more chance of bigger teams getting each other, like Man City not getting League Two teams. Exactly. They've got, big, they've got a bigger chance of getting a but like that they might lose to the young, the smaller teams. They also have a chance of earning more money because they get to make it two or three more rounds yeah. further, almost guaranteed, as long as you can beat someone who's relatively yeah. close to your standard. So I, yeah. I believe that that may be a way forward. Obviously. Nobody will take that into consideration, but I genuinely believe that that could be a way forward for the FA Cup. Yeah. But that's just off the top of my head. <laughs> like, we've seen moments in the FA Cup um, all the time. Like, it's not so much an upset, but I'm going to mention Northampton. We've got to mention it once. Um, yeah. Last season, 0 0 against Derby and taking them back to their goal for a replay. That's kind of an upset, and it's not because we didn't we didn't beat them. I'll tell you what the upset is. If you're talking Northampton Town, the upset is at MK Dons. Um, we we were what two 0 up at home. We're two 0 behind, yeah, at home. No, we were a two 0 up at home, and then we conceded two goals to t- bring it back for a two all draw. That was when Ryan Cresswell scored an own goal. 
No, we're two. No, no, we're one nil down. I remember we're one nil down. Oh, we went two one up. Vicky Holmes scored the two. Yeah. We went 2-1 up, up and then like in the 80th, 90th minute, Ryan Cresswell gets the own goal and it's like, well, that could have been completely avoided. Both goals that they scored could have been avoided. Uh, but That then, was the game I wore short. Mm, exactly, and you froze your tits yeah. off. Um, <laughs> but then, um, then we went to theirs and I went to that game. We took 7,000 fans because we saw that we had a chance and unfortunately the referee was a bit dog shit that game. And gave two penalties that weren't penalties, like I said before. You know, one was saved by the goalkeeper, got to the ball, no problems. And the other one was outside the box. Um, and we should have been 1-0 up in the first place, but that didn't happen. So, yeah, if you're talking about heartbreak in that way for Northampton Town, that was the one for me. You know, you're 2-1 up, you're almost guaranteed to win. You screw it up and then go back there and get absolutely slaughtered 3-0. Yeah, so FA, I mean, I'm trying to think of other FA Cup upsets <laughs> that have been in the past couple of years. Like, Brad, was was Bradford beating Chelsea in the FA Cup? I'm not sure. They beat them 4 2. I think they might have been in the FA Cup, but they might have been in the League Cup. Yeah. I know it was in 2014. I, did, I just don't know which cup it was in. But that's an upset if it was in the FA Cup. Yeah. I can't think. Uh, I can't think of any others. To be honest, my head's gone blank. Yeah. So, I th- FA Cup. I just think that if it carries down the road that it's going down at the minute, it's just going to become a Carabao Cup, a glorified Carabao yeah. Cup. That's all. That's what I think personally. Um, that's just my personal yeah, opinion. Me- but they the need to make it more competitive. That, the only thing that won't happen is obviously they won't they won't like change the name. No. Yeah, no. But I do believe that like, it will just Carabao, become a glorified Carabao Cup. Like the Carabao Cup has changed names over the years. It was what? The Carling Cup. Yep, that's when we beat Liverpool. Carling Cup. <laughs> yeah. What else what else has it been? Oh, it's Carling been quite Cup. a few different it's had quite a few different names. We have had the Carling yeah. Cup, and then I remember when it changed, and yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But now and then the Carabao Cup. So the Johnson's Paints Choice, which is now changed. Papa John's, and we're not sponsored Papa, by Papa, Papa John's. John's but that's, trophy, yeah. that's what the trophy's called now. It used to be the Johnson Paint Trophy. It, it, then it, it was the Checker Trade Trophy. Yep, and now it's the Papa John's Cup. <laughs> but the thing that annoyed me about that is they put. Premier League teams are in it, but it's they're under twenty threes. Yeah, yeah, that's just to give our I little. I don't like the fact that the it, it was exclusively for League One and League Two at that point, like before it became the Checker Trade Trophy. The Johnston Paint Trophy was purely for League One and League Two teams. That's what it was. But now yeah. it has become they've had to incorporate. I think I genuinely think it's because of money. Yeah, it is. Like uh, they've obviously um, what they've done is they've added group stages to it. Yeah. So obviously that's bringing in more money. Yeah. But the way it was before, it was like the normal FA Cup and Carabao Cup straight knockout. Yeah, I. They had. They had the, the North and South. Yeah. Deal. That that was the um yeah the Johnston Paint Trophy. Obviously, you had the North and South, but it was straight knockout. 
But I think because the money has been, you know, I think the money's been reduced, to be honest with you. That's why they've had to, like, get bigger sponsorships. I'm not saying Johnson & Paint aren't a big sponsorship, but Papa John's are more well-known, you know? Yeah. Unless you're a tradie, nobody really knows about the Johnston Paint, you know? It's all Dulux yeah. and things like that, but everyone's heard of Papa John's, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think the money's tight, and I think that's why they brought in the Premier League under 23s, because they can add a bit more revenue. Uh, I genuinely think yeah. that's all it is. But, obviously, with the, the Johnston Paint trophy as it was... It was literally straight knockout, League One, League Two teams. It was done in a couple of months, and that was it. You know. Yeah, and it got it got lower league teams a chance to play at Wembley. Exactly, and earn a few more bob <laughs> to help themselves yeah. out. But yeah, uh, have you got anything else you want to add to about the FA Cup? Or um, no, we'll we'll leave football for a minute. Okay, where are we going now? Um, I've got. One subject that I think we, I think we should do it in a separate podcast because it it could take a long time. Okay, what subjects are? And that is just going to be the, your recap of twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, I think we'll save that for a separate podcast. We save might. That for a separate I think we might even do a special like half hour hour episode where we purely talk about that. If we could yeah, record we could, it after yeah. this and we we'll, could release it Saturday or something like that. Just as a special. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just do an hour-long um, special at some point. And um, for anyone listening, you can look forward to our 2020 recap. The next topic that I'm going to bring up... Okay. Is kind of, it is kind of like the favourite chocolate bar. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's it's food. That's the only thing that's... <laughs> about it. But yeah. Favourite takeaway or, like, fast food place? Oh. I know you like a good takeaway. Oh, I love a good takeaway. If people don't already know, people who don't know me, I love a good takeaway. I am takeaway yeah. king. I'm not called Jiggly Josh for nothing. And that... That is true. That was a running joke with me and my family. Um, I am actually starting to lose weight, but don't worry, Jack. I'm keeping the jiggles. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, I know that if anyone gets a hold of this, they're probably going to take the piss out of me on Instagram. Uh, at the perfect podcast official if you're not following us already please go over and do so but yes i'm i'm the takeaway king um and i do like a variety of takeaways i'm not i'm not your basic bitch that just goes from mcdonald's or kfc every time you know i like should to vary top it three again pardon should we do top three again okay yeah i think that's a shout i'll go first you obviously this time because you went first yeah. last time so top three i think taking third spot i would say there's a nice little indian around the corner from me called uh, headland spice and i think that'll take number three spot it's good indian it retains its flavor they package it in reusable tupperware tubs so instead of the foil it's actually tupperware tubs so it's nice and warm and it retains the flavor and it is delicious when it comes to you and I would say that's in number three. What about you? This is where it's going to be different because I don't like like Indians and Chinese and stuff like that. So you're the basic bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but then yeah as well. Yeah. Um, where are we going? Three. It's not, I don't know where it is. Okay. 
I know it's in town, but um, it's up all night. Up all night, yeah. I've heard of that. I think that's a good place, yeah. It, it you know, it's it was one that every time we'd order, mm. it'd be there. It's, yeah. Um, but now my mum's found um, Just Eat and Deliveroo. Yeah. So she can, so we can order different things. Oh, yeah. Um, up all night's gone down because my mum doesn't really like the chips, and I can understand okay. why. Like they're not yeah. they're not what what they used to, but I still like it. So I'd put up all night in third. Yeah. Um, That's understandable. Your second spot. Okay, so in second spot, I'm a bit torn. I could either go for a, a big chain that everybody's heard of. I think I'm going to tie second spot. You know, so okay. I've got a local Chinese, the Oriental Bowl. Um, I think they're great. They do great Chinese food. Um, their spring rolls are amazing. Chicken balls, again. The batter is on point. The chicken is succulent. And I think that will have to be joint with the fast food chain, commonly known as Subway. I do love a good Subway. I am impartial to a good Subway. And if I want to take away, but I also don't want to put on stupid amount of calories... I will go for a Subway. You know, I can add the lettuce, add the sweet corn, add the light mayonnaise, and that kind of bulks up my sub, but also not doesn't add many calories to that. That's, that is a good one. Obviously, it's easy It's easy to eat as well. Oh, I, I love it, yeah. And it's like, also it's, the same with, like, you know, with McDonald's and KFC, it's kind of, you know, it's mainly burgers and chicken and things like that. But with Subway, yeah. it's like, sometimes you just fancy a sandwich. Sometimes yeah. you do just fancy a sandwich and can't be asked to go to Tesco's. <laughs> and so, I think Subway does work for me in that sense. Um, My second, it, it's a, it is a big, it's a big daddy. Okay. It's, it's McDonald's. Yeah, I could see that coming. I have, <laughs> well, I normally... Get nuggets from McDonald's. Yep, I'm well aware. But I have kind of changed my order. Okay. I I can't remember what they're called, <laughs> and it sounds really stupid. It sounds really stupid. Describe. But it. you know the, the the chicken strips that they have. The selects. Yeah. That's it. The chicken, chicken selects. selects. Yeah, yeah, I get them now. That's I, I, I get that. them. You've gone from the baby chicken nuggets to the adult chicken strips, the chicken selects. I can see that. I, I understand why you've taken that step, and I'm glad that you've finally worked your way into the world of adulthood. I mean, every now and then I'll, I'll get nuggets. Like I'll, yeah. it's, it's, it's the thing that I do. Like I'll get nuggets one time and select some nuggets. Like, yeah. Switch it just up switch every it up. time. Yeah. But I'm not, so I'm not just having the same thing. Uh, that's understandable. Uh, yeah, McDonald's is number two. Um, that's fair enough. What is your top spot for takeaways? My top spot is another one, a local one, in town. And you reminded me of this when you said about Up All Night. And I thought, Do you know what? There's this one place that, when I order from, they never fail me. They always get the order on time. They always get the order right. Their chips are absolutely banging. And their burgers, their gourmet burgers, again, amazing. A nice, lovely brioche burn. Everything about them is is perfect for me and that is Delush Burger House. Delush is my personal 
that would be my personal favourite. If I was going to ask what my uh, guilty takeaway was, that would be it. Because D Lush always get it right every time for me. What about you? What, what's your top spot? That's not what the Lush. Really? You gone top spot with Delush yeah. as well? See, great it, minds it think is. alike. But yeah, Delush is definitely worth a four or five star rating. It is up there it's, with the it's, best. It's a class takeaway. If yeah, if you're ever in Northampton and you fancy a takeaway, Delush in the town centre is the, it's the way to go. Really, it's the best Honestly, one. Like the chips. Oh. oh. They're, they're crispy on the outside and nice and fluffy on the inside. I tell you what, the chips are to die for. You know, you, you obviously I don't eat salad and that on a burger. Yeah, no. I just get normal burger, but still, I get a burger, but I add a bit of mayonnaise on there. And I tell you what, it is. I get a cheeseburger with mayonnaise. The cheese is melted perfectly. The mayonnaise, oh, it all just works. And then the brioche bun, just to top it all off, it is. I tell you what, it is to die for, and I'm craving one right now. But it, it you know, it, you know when two people from the same town agree on the same relatively small takeaway for their top spot, you know it's going to be a good one. It is. It is it so, is uh, anyone in Northampton, or if you visit Northampton, um, head down to Delush or get a takeaway. It is absolutely gorgeous. Especially even if you haven't tried it. Oh yeah, for your first time. But if you ha- losing your delush virginity is the best thing you will ever do, and you will never go back. I promise you. You go to delush. I mean, even if oh, it's heaven. If you prefer big takeaways, right? Yeah, the big chains. I would, I would say go to delush because one, it's small and like we've both agreed on its top spot. Oh, definitely. And it's cheaper. Mm, yeah, that's what it I like. It's cheaper than the big brands as well. Yeah. So, go go to the Lush. And even if you don't like it, you can say you've tried it. Yeah, it, that is that in but, itself is worth it. Just to say that you've tried the Lush burger. I tell you what, their burgers are they're sublime. It was if it was as if Gordon Ramsay cooked it on his own barbecue. I tell you now. <laughs> those burgers are so juicy on the inside they are so they are just heaven you know so if it you're a meat really eater good. if you if you love a bit of burger get yourself down there they are they are on point so okay that is another that's another topic down <laughs> we're doing the right so far yeah we're, we're, we're currently covered, we're currently at 39 minutes so we've covered four topics okay we do have the big one. We're going at some obviously. rate. Yeah, obviously the big one will take a bit of time because I've I've actually um, got got some few a few statistics for that one, but we'll we'll get to that. Next one, um, it 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 probably won't take that long, and we have yep. kind of mentioned it in the last one. Yep. The best year that you've had. Everyone knows that from the last podcast for me. There's no change here. Twenty eighteen. No doubt. I would say, for me, the summer of 2018... Yes. But the start of the year of 2019, because... Okay, I see that. I I, I was doing my exams then. Yeah. So, it was kind of a piss about. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Like, I hear that. It, it's not... 
it's not like you you learn in certain things. You're just going through textbooks and learning stuff mm. you need, and yeah. it's just kind of a little piss about. Okay. See, I think probably f- for me the whole of 2018 was my favourite. You know, it got to my birthday. It snowed heavily on my birthday, and you know we had a good little party at my house. If you remember, that, that was a decent. That was a good party, and obviously the summer of 2018 has just been the best of my life so yeah I'd say that so far I'd say the only thing that could have made 2018 better is if the snow was in December instead of March yeah I would I would say that if you had if snow, snow actually in the winter that would have been nice it would have been better not, yeah. not in the spring but yeah I, I understand where you're coming from with that but you know, snow, snow. We have we we've had it this year. Yeah, one day. Yeah, <laughs> we've had a um, day of snow. But it's funny because you look up north, and up north, Yorkshire, even further up north, Newcastle, they've had all the snow. They've had days yeah. and days, weeks of snow, and it's so. And I'm jealous that they get so much snow. I think I'm going to move up north in the future because <laughs> I just I love snow and it is great but down here the problem is we get all the rain and so when we do get a day yeah. of snow it doesn't settle we've only had one day of settled snow th- this year and I think it's bullshit really yeah I, the thing is we haven't had a white Christmas in a while oh no not not for Yes. I the last time I remember it, I don't think I was above the age of ten. No. No, it has been quite um, a while. I mean, the, I think that's what could have made twenty twenty better was a oh, white yeah. Christmas. White Christmas would have it, cheered everyone up. <laughs> it was never gonna. No. Um. Yeah. Obviously, twenty twenty will be a separate podcast. We'll do an hour special for that one, but um. Yeah, the uh, yeah twenty twenty was the worst year for me to be honest with you. Another thing about snow, right? Yeah. Every basic white girl that lives in the UK, if yeah. there's snow, will go on Snapchat. Yeah. Post that there's snow. <laughs> yeah. Say, like, oh my god, it's snow! Look at this. As the thing like... that gets me, <laughs> I have my own eyes. Yes. I can see that there's snow on the floor. <laughs> Don't tell me there's snow, because I can see. Yeah. And I don't see the height of snow. No, neither do I. Like, okay, yes, it's I like snowing. It. Don't get Fair me wrong. Enough. I love a bit of snow, but I don't see why everyone hypes it up so much. Maybe, maybe because we don't get much of it. Like, if you go to New York, you'll get a full winter's worth of snow. But... You come to the UK and you don't really get much of it, so the little that we do get, we kind of hype it up a bit. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I understand that, but it, it just gets a bit boring after a while seeing every girl post about snow and you're trying to skip through all these Snapchat stories, all these Instagram stories of just snow, snow, snow. I remember you did put something on about it. Yes. I... I kind of took the piss a bit but yeah I said that it was the first time in years that it actually settled I, w- I wasn't um, posting that it was snowing it wasn't like oh my god there's snow it was like well 
what the fuck do I do now? It's the first time it's actually settled in two years. I've forgotten what to do yeah. with this stuff. There's another thing. Um, I was in. I remember in year seven, it set. What year was I in year seven? Year 2014, I think. Yeah. It's set, and the, but we'd open the we'd open the, the blinds because mm-hmm. it was like if you if you go to a British school, you have like a form. Oh yeah, yeah. Your class, your and your form. How long was yours? Because mine was 20 minutes. Form time, um, yeah. So form time in the morning was ten minutes, and form time after lunch was five minutes. Okay, yours was different. I had a total we of had fifteen our, minutes altogether. We had all our lessons, and yeah. then at the end of the day, it was form, okay. form time, and it was twenty minutes. Oh, okay. So in year seven, um, we'd opened the blinds that we just got in, and, mm. um, but because. We didn't know we didn't know that it set on the floor because we were in the classroom next door. Yeah. The lesson before we didn't have the blinds open because we we're watching the film, I think. So mm. we'd gone next door, we'd open the blinds and there was snow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. Every single person in my class got up, mm. went through the window, and was like, There's snow. I was the only one sat down, yeah, not giving a shit. I remember that when I was in school, and you know, oh my god, there's snow, and yeah, there's snow. Well done. <laughs> That's why. The I only, the only thing that I cared about mm. was the snowball fight at break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only thing I cared about <laughs> because the teachers let it happen. Uh, we were strict at our school. Like, we weren't allowed. There was like, what, about four or five hundred kids having a stable fight? Yeah. So they're not going to be able to stop us. No. So they just let it happen. Mm. Um, they, I mean, one of them joined in. <laughs> there'd, there'd be a teacher That's that the would teacher join we in. need at, at our school. We needed to have that sort of teacher that get involved and have a bit of fun. Never had that. Like... It was the one, the, the one teacher. If you went to Abbeyfield, you'd know yeah. Mr. Sandy. Okay. He he wasn't like a teacher, like he didn't teach, but he was like one of the people that would like go around and collect people for detentions and like. Okay. If you're not in a lesson, like Mm-mm. if you got if you like there was this place where you'd go if you didn't have lessons. Okay. Um, but it was mainly like people that had needs, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't have a lesson because of something, he'd. If if you wanted to, he'd take you over to goals. Yeah. And have a game of football. Oh, for the I remember hour. you telling me about this before. Like it was I remember I remember one time hmm. um my mate had a didn't have a lesson after health and social and I had I had Spanish. Yeah. So I said to my mate, because um, he had to he had to go somewhere hmm. yeah. and then come back to the class. Okay. So he went and asked the teacher yeah. If I could go with him, mm. which basically meant I asked him if I could yeah. go with him so I could skip Spanish. He asked the teacher, and the teacher said, "Yeah." So mm. then that that teacher, Mr. Sandy, emailed my Spanish teacher mm. to say that I need to be with Tom um, because uh, the next, the boy with Tom yeah, yeah. because he could like he wanted me there. Mm. So I went and played football for the hour, whilst everyone else did Spanish. You jammy bastard. And I had, I had a good day because I missed Spanish and yeah. I had double health and social. That's, that's fair enough then, isn't Cla- it? Absolutely, class day. <laughs> I did I did fail Spanish, but that's not the point. But... 
Yeah, I, I failed French. I didn't like French at all. That was not my subject. <laughs> That's I don't even know why so, I chose Spanish to be What was your favourite subject at school? Come on, let's <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this. What What was your favourite subject in school? If we're talking all of the years, mm-hmm. I'd say maths because I was good at it. Okay. Okay. And I had nice teachers. I would say mine was. Apart, apart. I'd say mine was biology because again, I was good at biology. And we had we had this class teacher called Mr. Clark, and he is bloody hilarious. I tell you now, he is absolutely hilarious. The only bad teacher I had in math was year 10. Yeah. He hated my guts. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. She, she moved me. Yeah. Right? But, like, she'd blame me for talking. Mm-hmm. When I wasn't talking, I'd done the work. I'd talk when I'd done the work. Yeah. I'd finished my work, and she blamed me for talking. Yeah. When I wasn't even talking, so I you, put my pen down. We had quite a few shit teachers at our school, and maths was also one of those where I had shit teachers up until year 11, and then I had a decent teacher, and that's how I come up with yeah. the grade I got in maths, was because this one teacher actually decided to put some effort into the class, and help the ones who were lagging behind, because I'm not going to lie, I was shit at maths. I was lagging behind. Yeah. But she kind of come in, put the effort into us, and that's why I come up with the grade that I did in maths. And I was surprised when I got that grade in maths, but, you know, she she helped me get to that grade, and that's fair enough. Yeah. Like, this teacher I had in year 10, right? It was... I understand why she was strict, because it was set three, which was higher. Yeah. We we're going to be doing the higher papers to the foundation. I think in the whole year I got moved eleven times, <laughs> and this was by March. And at the end, my mate had moved down from set two to set three. Yeah. When he came to the class, he got moved four times in about two weeks. In the end, she just put me and him next to each other, <laughs> and she just gave up moving yeah. us nah. because. We could be on the other side of the room and we'd shout and we'd throw stuff at each other. Yeah. So she just put us next to each other. Just She just gave up in the end. I moved down to set four, did foundation. Mm. He stayed in set three and did higher. But year 10 maths, the teacher hated me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but if we're talking, obviously, if we're talking just GCSE, I'd say health and social. Okay. That, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I just like biology through the whole thing, to be honest with you. And drama. Drama and biology were, like, my subjects, per se. But, yeah, I did enjoy those. I did like drama. I didn't do it for GCSE, because I knew I wasn't going to yeah. Yeah, pass it. But I did like it. Like, it, was, it, was, See, it wasn't so much a piss about lesson. It's just that if you wanted to, you could put that in your <laughs> display of what you're doing. So you can piss around, but it's kind of part of your thing as you well. You piss about and then you kind of incorporate it into your performance so you have an excuse to piss about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I The only reason I took drama was because I didn't take music for year nine because in year nine we had to choose what we wanted to do. Like year eight we had to yeah. choose what we wanted to do for year nine and it was either art, music or drama. I dropped music because I wanted to do photography. In, yeah. in art but then 
when it comes to the GCSEs, I kind of sat there and think, oh, it's fucking boring. I can't be asked. So I did drama. And I enjoyed drama. So. And I come out with a pass. So, you know, I can't really complain. <laughs> How many subjects did you, cho- did you choose for GCSE? Because we chose four. So I, obviously, you have the standard maths, English, science. Yeah. Um, We had to take DT. So, really? So we are, we either got a choice between French and Spanish, uh, geography yeah. and history. Yeah. Or if or RE if you took RE the year before. Um, yeah. Obviously, one of the three I said drama, music, or art. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we only got four choices. Yeah, we got four as well. So it's either yeah French or Spanish, geography, history, or RE. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember now. I'm losing track. Ours, ours were in like four categories. So number one would be French, Spanish, geography, history. Yeah. And or and then I think RV was on there as well. And then number two was the exact same. Okay. Yeah. So. So you pick two of those. Spanish and French, or you could do geography and history. Yeah. So you pick two of those. But I four. chose Spanish and geography. And then yeah. the third one and fourth one were the same. So it was health and social, PE, like you know, like the all the other lessons that you have. Yeah, we didn't have PE for GCSE. Like, we were the year before. We had PE health. So I did health and social and PE. Yeah, we didn't do health but, yeah, and social. Yeah, they were kind of in. They were, you didn't do health and social. No, not at all. Not once. Yeah, it's, ri- it's ridiculous. But you know that one thing, the one, the one nickname I got because of health and social, Daddy Jack. That fucking baby was it? It's a nightmare. Daddy Jack. I st- sometimes I still call you that, you know, Daddy Jack. It's a nightmare because <laughs> right, it's brilliant. I love it. You'd feed it, right? yeah, and then it'd carry on crying. <laughs> You have to burp it. I did. <laughs> the bastard wouldn't burp. But I remember sitting there, I'd fed it, yeah. and for about 20 minutes I sat there rubbing its back and patting its yeah. back, and the bastard didn't burp. It did not burp. Well, usually so they the throw baby, up, don't they? So The baby was broken. <laughs> Is that your excuse for not passing that part of the module? The baby was broken. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how That's weird brilliant. it was. I actually tried. Mm. I've heard this story. Yeah. So I basically had a toenail living left, right? <laughs> the mate that I was in maths with, right? Yep. My mate Carlos. Oh, like, this is he funny. went back to Portugal. He got three percent. Yeah. Shoved it in a fucking cupboard <laughs> and, left and went it. to Milton Keynes for the week. <laughs> the weekend, because it was brilliant. Thursday to Saturday, because it was it was meant to be Friday to Sunday, but I love that. it was the week where we had the Thursday off so we did it Thursday to Saturday and he shoved it in a cupboard and went to Uncape for the weekend oh that's brilliant <laughs> and he got so he had a toenail living mm. I had probably a finger <laughs> and he he shoved it in a cupboard I think that's brilliant he got one less percent than you and he did fuck all he just left it in the cupboard I should, have, I should have just shoved it in my back garden yeah just Give it to your sister. 
No, I had to end up. Um, the, the first night I mm. had it in my room. Yeah. And um, yeah, my room is now. Yeah. It was like that. Um, so I'd had the buggy in my room mm. with the baby in it sleeping. Oh god. And it would cry, but my sister's obviously the other side. Yep. Just there. <laughs> so, um, she'd wake up when every every time it cried, and my mum would come in and like wake up. So the only person that was asleep was my dad. Yeah. So in the end, my sister got fed up. Um, so me and my mum went downstairs, and my mum mm. slept on the sofa. Yeah. And then you know that blue bed thing that I have. Yep. I slept on that on the floor. Okay. So we had, obviously, my mum was slept on the sofa. I slept mm. on that. Um, and then obviously the buggy and the baby were downstairs. Yeah. So every time I, um, every time it cried, only me and my mum would wake up. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of mm, I could never the thing about it. See, even like I'm in a house of six, I could never do that. That would just no. <laughs> I'd have everyone moaning at me, waking up the household. But there, there, there's sometimes where I think like to myself, I kind of want a little sibling, but I wish they were in farming school already. Yeah, yeah. I because then I look. Like a good sibling, go and pick them up. <laughs> yeah. And then, what do girls like? Yes, I know. So a soft I kind side. Of have that. That's what it is. It's the soft yeah. side. I kind of have that, but I don't. Yeah, I get that. Um, see, obviously, I was, I'm the oldest, so I wish I had an older sibling, but I also don't. I like being the oldest. I like having that sort of up there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I would also like an older. F- figure so that I had someone else to look up to someone who you know had a bit of experience of being me Uh, it's kind of I'm kind of I feel like I'm lucky to only have one sibling and that they're older because when you're young you can't you you know you you fight with your siblings and everything oh yeah definitely we got to the age where we just thought realistically we're going in we're going into the the big world the big wide world like, yeah yeah like yeah. We're, we're going we're going we you know we're getting older mm. we're gonna need help so oh, yeah. just you definitely need every, help every now and then we, every now and then we'll bicker but like we're kind of close yeah to what no i get that we were mm. um that is literally come from the best year oh yeah i know and we're currently at 59 minutes so i was going to ask you if you'd uh Want to move on to your next subject? Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the one that's going to take a bit of time. Yeah, I, I was going to say, do so you want to move on, on to the big one? <laughs> the big daddy. On Saturday, yes. I said to Josh, because I had I, I thought of an idea. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching the Man United Arsenal game. I took um, it upon myself I, to do it that day. I said, to, I said to, to myself in my head, that a player is really overrated, and then I thought, why don't we have a team like every yeah. team in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Josh has only done one, so it's either an overrated or an underrated player. Yes, I've done both. Okay, we, we're not for each team, but there's some that I don't think there's an overrated or an underrated player yeah. for. So we're gonna do an overrated note. Yes. Overrated, underrated player. So, um, 
probably the Premier League team. Yeah. So we'll start alphabetically. Can I just oh. put a little disclaimer in here first? Yeah, so, go on. The source I had was the Premier League.com, and I've done it for the Premier League record, but at their current club only. Okay. So I haven't. In, so say like Wilson is at Newcastle now. I didn't include when he was at previous clubs. Okay. So it's yeah, okay. based on their time at that club. That's what I've done. Okay. I've done it on when I saw them play. Okay. Basically. And like so, what I've heard. Yeah. All my so sources we'll have come from out- the Premier League dot com. We'll start alphabetically. We'll go Arsenal. Yeah, I've done it alphabetically anyway, so that works for me. <laughs> is who's have you done underrated or overrated for Arsenal? So I've gone overrated, but I've also got a one to watch as well. Okay. So I've been proven wrong, but this was on Saturday. So the game yesterday, I personally think he played amazing. But up until this moment. I think the overrated player that hasn't really lived up to the hype when he was signed for the club is Nicolas Pepe. I think the hype that they gave him when he signed, and I just personally don't believe that he's matched the hype. You know, I'm not saying he's not a good player. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a brilliant player. I just don't think he's lived up to the hype that he was given. So that's why yeah. I think he's overrated. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um... But I put Thomas Partey. Yeah, yeah, he played well yesterday he's, as well, though. So he he signed in the summer. Yeah, he is being dog shit. Mm, yeah, definitely. He's when, not I, really... when I saw him play, he, the game that got me was I think it was Tottenham. Yeah, when Son, no Kane had scored the second at half, like just yeah. before half time, he walked off the pitch because he was injured, mm. and Nicholas. No, not Nicholas. What's his name? Mikel Arteta. Yeah, um, is telling him to go, like, go back on the pitch, mm. fight until like yeah, out of pain, and then go down, and he didn't. What? Yeah. So I've put uh, overrated Thomas Partey for Arsenal. That's fair enough. Underrated. Yeah. I've put Bakayo Saka. I was talking to my sister's boyfriend last night because he, he's he was here, yeah. and we were talking about how Saka seems to be one of the most promising young players in England at this current time. Yeah. And yes, I do think he's highly underrated. He's a great player and he has so much promise. You know, so much there. Prospect, should we say. I think he's... he's, I feel like he's underrated because of of Aubameyang. Aubameyang's definitely, yeah. Aubameyang's got all the weight on his shoulders mm, and yeah. Saka is kind of just free to roam around and just do what he wants. Yeah, I get that. So that's why I put Saka because I don't really see him as a player that does what he wants and like what he does is on um, it's all on Aubameyang, so Villa No, I want to Villa. One minute I've still got my prospect, haven't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think one to watch. And I noticed this player before he signed for Arsenal. Uh, he's only recently signed for Arsenal, but I noticed him before. And he has played for Real Madrid before. He's still quite young. I don't know who you about, yeah. It's Martin Odegaard. And yeah. I genuinely think 
Playing in the Premier League environment, a faster pace, I think he'll thrive in the Premier League. I think he's still quite young, but he is definitely one to watch. I, I, that I'm going to put my money on him to become the next great Premier League player. I genuinely think, because of his age, if he gets the experience now, he could really go on to great things. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, He, as you said, he's played for Real Madrid. Um, but he also went on, out on loan to Real Sociedad. Yes. That's the season where he thrived the most. Mm. And that's the season where he's had loads of people have an eye on him. You see, this is what I'm saying. I think in the Premier League, because of the faster pace, you know, you've got to keep on top of things. I think he'll thrive in the Premier League. Yeah. I feel, I feel like he will as well. And um, I feel like you, you've, you've pointed him out and it's, it's a very good good shout. Yeah. So are we moving to an Aston Villa then? We'll go to Aston Villa, yeah. Okay. Is yours overrated or underrated? Mine's overrated. I think you can guess who I'm overrated. going to go for. I feel like I know, I like I know who yours is. I personally don't like him. Personally, like, I, I just don't... I think he's a knob. But... I just think he's overrated again because of the hype he's been given. You know, he's been given so much hype and I'm sat here thinking he's not really, like, performed to the hype that he's been given. Like, they're giving him so much hype. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's so... I just don't think he's he's worth the hype, to be honest with you. And do you want to tell everyone who I'm thinking of? Jack Grealish. Yes, indeed. Jack Grealish. As Josh said, um, I just don't, I, like okay for Aston Villa. He's he's good for Aston Villa, but yeah. he wouldn't get. I don't think he'd get into an, in any of the top six teams. Oh, no. I really, I don't really think he would. I just think because of the hype he's been given, I think he's just completely overrated for the hype. Again, I'm going well, off the hype again because he goes down. Okay, like so a sack of shit. I'm looking at his stats. Okay, and he's created a goal-scoring opportunity. Like, he scored or assisted in average one in three games at Aston Villa, okay? Which you might not think is a bad record. One in three games producing some sort of goal, you know, whether that's scoring or assisting, that's good. But, again, I'm going off the hype he's been given. For the hype he's been given, I'm scoring, I'm expecting a goal one in every two or three games, you know? Not... Yeah goals and assists in three games you know so I think for the hype he's been given it's just not worth it yeah I feel like that is true as well Um, I have have an underrated player for Villa yeah go for it they signed him in the summer Mm -hmm. Ollie Watkins yes I think I I feel like he he was at Brentford and he was world class Mm, like the front three they done. had, yeah. The front three they had at Brentford last season deserved to go like up to the firm. Oh, they didn't obviously. Yeah. They lost in the fair final. Mm. Ollie Watkins got his big move, and I think he could have gone to a bigger club than Aston Villa. Yeah, but this could just be a stepping stone for what he's got in store next. It, yeah, it could be. It, it could it, literally it, just be the next right stepping there. stone. So it could be the next. I think he might be another one to watch. You know, maybe he could go on to a bigger club. Not necessarily a massive club. Maybe Tottenham. He could go to Tottenham, show that he's a decent player, and then probably get a contract at Man City or Liverpool. You know, the ones that 
of recently, not obviously lately because Liverpool have been a bit shit, but as after, over the past couple of years have really dominated the English game. Yeah. So, are we moving on now to Brighton? Yeah. I haven't got Brighton, anyone for Brighton. Yeah, I've only got... I've only got an overrated player. Okay. Um, and again, they signed him from Brentford. Yep. Um, and that's Neil Morpé. Okay. When he was at Brighton, when he was at um, Boston, um, Brentford, mm-hmm. banging goals in left, right, and centre. Yeah. So you're you're basically saying that he hasn't delivered. He hasn't. No. He hasn't delivered in the Premier League. Okay. So that's why you think he's overrated. I think yeah. I feel like he's overrated because. Like Brighton fans, when they bang him in, mm. we're like, "Yeah, mid-table. We're gonna, we're gonna be challenging for the, for yeah. the top half." Yeah, they're battling relegation every season. We're with him up front. I just don't see anything good. Yeah, I get that. I, I feel, I feel like you've got a point there. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, and again, I don't have anyone underrated because I don't really see anyone really. Well, when you talk about the smaller teams, you're less likely to get underrated players because they're playing at the bottom of the Premier League anyway. So, yeah, that is true. You know, you've got to think about that. So Burnley, um, overrated. Okay. Dwight McNeil. Okay, why do you think that? Right. With the way Burnley play, yeah, they're very defensive. Mm-hmm. He looks good because when they attack, they have him as an outlet, and yeah. he's got a bit of pace. He can put a ball in the box. Mm, I get that. But what other team in the Premier League would he get in? <laughs> That's what you got to think about, isn't it? Would he be able to get in a top six team? I don't. There was talks of United starting him, but I don't see where he'd. Well, I don't know. I don't see where he'd fit in the in the United squad. He probably wouldn't. Not at this point in time, I don't think he would. I haven't got anyone for Burnley, personally. I look through their team and I'm... I just... I don't know. I don't think anyone stands out to me, to be honest with you. I do have an underrated person at Burnley. Okay. The keeper, I, th- I, is, I think he's been number one for England, Nick Pope. Okay, yeah. Uh, I can... Yeah. I do... I... I just feel like he's underrated. Uh, like, he should be England's number one. I can agree with that. To be honest with you, let me just get a drink. But yeah, I can agree with that. Um. So yeah, I put Nick Pope underrated. Um. On to Chelsea. Uh yeah. Overrated. You got overrated. Yes. Okay. Who Who is that player? Timo Werner. Okay. But there's a reason. So, I've looked at his stats from Chelsea, although he's been at Chelsea a limited time. And I just think I've compared him to when he played in Germany. In Germany, he was on form, you know, he top, top class. Whether it's because he hasn't settled in properly at Chelsea yet, or he's just not finding the Premier League the same as the German League, which obviously it isn't, but he's just not really settling in the league. I just think he's under-delivered compared to how he played in Germany. Because you looked at him in Germany and he, he looked like a decent player. You know, he was playing the games and he was giving his all. At Chelsea, he just doesn't look like the same player. 
I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I've noticed that from compared to Germany, he's just not really he's under delivered for me. Yeah, um, I have written down Timo Werner as overrated. He scored one goal for Chelsea, and that's against Morecambe <laughs> yeah. in the cup. Yeah, no Premier League goals. I don't think he's got any Premier League assists either. So realistically, all the hype he's had, hmm. he's just is in shadowed yeah, by his, his woeful form. Yeah. Have you got anyone... Underrated yeah. for Chelsea. It's another striker. Mm-hmm. And he's French. <laughs> okay. Olivier Giroud. I, I was tempted to put him as an underrated player, to be honest with you, but I thought we were just picking one player, so that's why I went for Werner. But yeah, I can agree with you on Olivier Giroud. He is a proven goal scorer. Definitely. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. Proven goal scorer. That's it. He's underrated. He should be starting for Chelsea. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I think we should just leave it at that. <laughs> um, the next one, Crystal so, Palace. Yes, I've got an overrated. Player. I feel like we'll have the same player because I feel like you've gone overrated. Yes, I have gone overrated. Yeah, I've only got an overrated player for Palace. I don't have any underrated. Okay, so who's your overrated? But I know we have the same player. Okay, go for it. And that player. Is. is Wilfred Zaha. Yes, 100%. Looking at his stats, again, we're going off goals produced, so that's assists and goals scored. He's doing one in three games in the Premier League. So, one in three games, okay, again, that's a reasonable amount, that's fair enough. But, okay, I think he's way too hyped up, purely because of his pace and the fact that he can get down the wing. Okay. I think that he's completely overrated and he's just been given all the hype, but he's not really like performing to that hype. So why yeah, have you put him? I agree with that. Um, so obviously at Crystal Palace, he's got, he, he has pace, he can cross a ball, he can score. I'm looking at his time yeah. at Manchester United. Okay, yeah, see, I've gone based he off Crystal Palace did, alone. He did not play for Man United a lot. No, not at all. That's why he went to Crystal and Palace, though. he went though, straight back to Crystal Palace. You know, he couldn't perform at Man United. And that's why he, he's back at Crystal Palace, because he just couldn't perform. And it, it is as simple as that, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, he, he's, a, he's a Palace player. He, he shouldn't really move. Like, I think Palace I think is his... he's yeah, he's, he's set at Palace, you know, that's his yeah. home now, you know. I think the same with Sam Hoskins at the Cobblers. He's been here, se- this is his seventh year, you know, he's he's kind of settled here, this is kind of his club now, do you know what I mean? I think that's yeah. the same with Zaha, he's kind of settled at Palace, he's found his place, I don't think he should bother, like, trying to move again, and, you know, like we said, he tried it at Man United, didn't really succeed, so... If that's telling you something, just stick with what you've got. Right, let's next club, Everton. Everton, yes. Is yours overrated or underrated? I don't have anyone for Everton. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so overrated. I feel like you might agree with this. Richarlison, overrated. Okay. Why? Try and sell me. Like, so don't actually sell. Whenever me. I see him, whenever I see him play, yes, he does nothing. Okay. Not even like the midfield in maestro the fi- that just kind of taps the no. ball around, gets play going. 
in the big games against the big clubs, yes, he very rarely scores. Okay. Everton have hyped him up like he's going to be the next. I can who, see that. Who's the good striker they had? The, who's the Australian Tim Cahill? Yes. They hyped him up that. like he's going to be the Brazilian Tim Cahill, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand Tim, that, yeah. He doesn't produce against the top six clubs. That's why I put him overrated. Okay, so I think considering you've included the hype in there, I think you've sold me on that one. I think I can agree with you on that one. The fact that you've brought Tim Cahill into it, I think I agree with you, to be honest. My, I do have an underrated player as well for Everton. Okay. And it's Lucas Digne. Uh, okay. I can see why you've gone there, but I personally wouldn't uh, wouldn't put him underrated, but I can see why you've done it. I've put him in there because, like, he can score three kicks. Yes. Like, he's a mate, he's got a banging, banger of left foot, mm. and he's played for Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. But I feel like he's underrated because Luke Shaw, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, them three are the three big cent left, like left backs. Yeah, this season I think he's gone under the radar, so that's why I think he's underrated. Yeah, I think I've been caught unawares by that. I think he's gone under the radar for me. I can see why you've said he's underrated, but I personally wouldn't do the same. I wouldn't put his, put him underrated, but I can see why you've done that, and I can understand why you think he's underrated because. I agree with some of the points you made, you know, um, but I also took into account that he did play at Barcelona and he went to Everton. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of a big yeah, step yeah. down for me, and that's kind of what kept him off my list was the fact that it was such a big step down. I just think, you know, what, what was the point? What was the need? But yeah, I think underrated in the Premier League. Mm, yeah, I can see why you've done that. Have you got anyone overrated? Yeah, I've done. You've done your overrated, haven't you? I've, yeah. Okay. So are we moving on to Fulham. The next, yeah. Okay, who have you I've got? One, I've, I've only got an overrated player. Okay, I've got an underrated player. Okay, I do have an underrated player. That I think is not underrated. I just think is one to watch for Fulham. Okay, so go for your overrated first, and then we'll go to our underrated. Or your Tom Cairn. Okay, I can. I yeah, I understand that. He's meant to be. The captain at, at at the football club, he's meant to be the midfielder that that creates everything. Yeah, I get that. He's shit. <laughs> it, it to put it to put it like politely. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, he's I'm fucking shit. Brutally honest, he is shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all you've got. He's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, who would you put as your one to watch then? Um, Bobby D. Cordova Reed. Okay. Why? I feel like he's got. I feel like he's got potential. Mm. I just think if there was a bigger club, that potential would shine. Yeah, I get that. See, right for my underrated player, I think you'll be shocked at this one, but I've compared his stats to Zahar Grealish. Okay, he's got the same stats. You know, producing a goal, whether that's assisted or scored. One in three. One in three games. So that's the same as Zaha, the same as Grealish. 
But I think he's underrated because he doesn't really get the mention as often as I think he should compared to Zaha and Grealish. I'm going to say Alexander Mitrovic. Because, yeah, exactly. I saw your eyebrows raise as if, like, is this guy on cocaine or what the fuck? The reason I've gone for him is because looking at his stats, he's got better stats than Grealish by 0.2%. And... For the fact that Grealish and Zaha are hyped so much, for Mitrovic to be getting a similar sort of stat to them, I think he's underrated, and I don't think people talk about him as much as they should do. Okay, I uh, I, <laughs> I can see that you're shocked. I can, I can see that you're. I've taken yeah. you back by that one. I can see why you why you've um why you've said he's underrated. Yeah. But... You wouldn't. I, I just, I just think it's shit. <laughs> I, I think it's I've shit. gone based on stats for this one because I don't usually yeah. watch Fulham, so I've gone based on stats and based yeah, on okay. stats comparing him to Zaha and Grealish. I do believe that he's not rated as much. No, no that's fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, who we got next? Up to Yorkshire now with Ooh. Leeds United. Go to Yorkshire. I've got an underrated. I... I have an overrated and an underrated. I'd laugh if your overrated was my underrated. Okay. My over. I feel like it could be, but I don't know. I think it could be, you know. Okay, let's go <laughs> I for feel it. Like it. I feel like it. it is. Oh, wait, so if we feel like that, should we, shouldn't we do your underrated first? Okay, yeah. My underrated is Luke Aylin. Okay, why? If you watch the way Leeds play. Okay. It's very, very attacking. Yeah. Like, they attack a lot. And they've got Luke Ayling on, on the right. Okay. And if I've when I've watched them this season, mm-hmm. most of their attacks, when they've scored, yeah. is from down the right-hand side, with Luke Ayling involved. Okay. I, I can see that. I can see where you come in with that. I agree with that, to be honest with you. I can see why. Um, So, my underrated player... Again, based on statistics. I've not gone in his style of play. I've gone straight for his statistics. Okay? He's scoring or assisting goals in under one in two games. Under one in two games. (laughs) I can see you laughing because I'm pretty sure we've got the same player. But I've gone based on statistics here. Under one in two games. I think it was 1.5 or something that he's scoring or assisting a goal. He's creating goal-scoring chances. Okay, who who do you think I've gone for? Who have you gone? <laughs> Patrick Bamford. Exactly, yeah, exactly <laughs> the guy. Patrick Bamford. He's he's scoring or assisting in, in under one in two games. I think it was like 1.57 or some shit. And that's why I've gone for him being underrated. Like, I don't... I'm not cared about his style of play. He's producing goals. You know, and he's got a better stat than Zaha, Grealish. He's got a better stat than Madison, better stats than Sterling. So I think under one in two games to be producing a goal or an assist in the Premier League is not bad at all. Okay, yeah, I can see why you put him. Okay, so why have you gone overrated them? Why do you think he's. Overrated. It's just his very. It's his inconsistent. That's what it okay. is. Like he'll have a game where he'll 
like get a goal and an assist, and then the next game he'll do nothing. Yeah. I feel that's why I feel like it's overrated. I feel like so it's the inconsistency. Yeah, I feel like if he did it on a regular basis, scoring and assisting, yeah, consistently or had a good game consistently, I I see that. So obviously you get players that have good patches and bad patches, but he's game on game off, and the stats prove that. The stats literally say one in two games he's scoring or producing, but for that one game in between, he's not doing anything. So I can see why you've done why you've come from that position, because I've gone based on stats. You've gone based on consistency. So yeah. I can see why you've done that, but it is kind of funny that we, we mentioned the same person, but mine's underrated and yours is over. <laughs> so I think we should take a trip back to the Midlands, and yep. we should go and visit Leicester City. I've got an underrated player. I have an underrated player as well. Okay, so this player. Has the same stats again as Zaha, Grealish, and Mitrovic. He gets talked about a fair bit, but not as much as I think he gets the credit for. I have gone for Madison, and okay. this is this is purely because he has he's under one in three games, which is better than Zaha, better than Grealish, better than Mitrovic. He does get talked about a fair bit which you know is fair enough so in terms of hype i think he gets the right amount of hype that he's due but i think the way he plays and the fact that he's scoring under one in three games and assisting i think he's underrated not by a lot not massively underrated but i do still think he's underrated uh yeah, I don't think he's underrated. Okay, but then he's not overrated either. I feel no, like... he's about average. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've gone. You've gone mostly attackers. Yeah, yeah. I've gone for a defender. Okay. Wesley Fafana. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit like last season. Nobody really know like knew his name. No, not at all. Last season. Soyuncu came in. Yeah. And he was a brick. Yeah. The far, this is it's it Wesley Fafana is this is the Soyuncu this season for Leicester. Yeah. He has been he because how Leicester play and mm. how attacking they are, yeah. he hasn't had the plaudits that he should get, I think. That's that's fair enough. I think that's a that's a fair that's a fair show. I think you're well along the lines with that one. Are we uh, moving on? We'll go to Merseyside again. Up to Merseyside. Well, considering we've already done Everton, that leaves Liverpool. I mean, yeah. So, um, underrated, overrated? Who have you got? I have both. Okay. I've got an overrated. Um, based on his recent form. Okay. He is scoring or assisting in one in two matches. Okay, so again, fairly good. But his form recently has just been absolute dog shit, in my opinion. I'm going for Firmino, um, purely because of his recent form. I'm not saying he's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. I just think recently he's not been playing up to his ratings. Personally, 
okay, you've made a lot of Man, Man United fans happy there. <laughs> but um, that's just how I feel. Oh, yeah, I made a lot of Man United fans happy, and I'm going to make them even happier a bit bit later on. Just um, um, st- stick by us for that one. I've gone overrated with Steve Okarigi. You think he's overrated? I think he is. Really? I, I think he is He is shit. Okay. okay. He's awful. I'm like, going to have he... to politely disagree with you there. I think as a substitute... I think that's where he plays as a substitute. In the starting eleven, okay, yeah, he's shit. But I think as a substitute, come on and change the game, I think that's where he's at. But I wouldn't say he's overrated, in my opinion. But He just hasn't done it this season, really. I, yeah. I can yeah, this season he's not done it at all. And I can see why you've said overrated, because ever since that that game against Barcelona they, I think yeah, he yeah, I can understand that, but Personally, to me, I think mm, compared to some players, maybe not. But okay, who's who have you gone for? You're underrated them. Um, I think I think a lot of people would agree with me on this one. Yeah, I've gone Genie Wijnaldum. Yes, I agree with you. Um, personally, I don't think he's done it as good as last year. This year, I think he's been a bit off, but that also comes with being on the bench more often. Yeah, and obviously I think that's come as as well with um, what's happening with his new contract. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see I that. Like, whether he's going to sign a new contract or if he's going to if he's going to leave. Um, there's talk of um, yeah, well, you, you don't want to be sat on the bench all the time, do you? You know, you no. want to be playing so, games. Obviously, when he's on, he, he puts 110 percent in. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. Definitely. But I feel like the the way he's he has okay, he hasn't been at his best this season. No, obviously Josh said because he's on the bench. But I feel like also the contract situation is it, kind of yeah. in his head. It's affected him. I get that. So yeah, that's kind of why I've gone one out underrated. Okay, okay, I see that. Are we uh, moving, or have you still got something to say about him? Uh, no, we'll go to the. Manchester clubs. Okay, so we're starting off with Man City. Man City. I've gone for an overrated player, and I think you can guess who as well. But have you got an overrated or an underrated? I've got both. Okay, should we start off with your overrated? Yeah, my overrated player. Okay. Riyad Mahrez. Okay, I wasn't expecting that, but okay. I just, I just think. The wingers that City have, okay, Sterling, like Bernardo Silva, you know all the other wingers they have. I just don't yeah. think he's he's in the top there. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, my overrated, I think again because of the hype he's given, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> again, he's scoring or assisting. One in three matches. One in three. Which, again, is the same as Mitrovic, Zaha, Grealish. And considering he's hyped up way more than Zaha is, that for me says he's criminally overrated. Criminally overrated. And this is 
Bearing in mind this is based off just his Manchester City appearances. This isn't Liverpool at all. This is straight up Manchester City appearances. He's criminally overrated in my opinion based on the statistics. I can see why you've said that but I feel like he's had really good seasons which is showing that the He's had good seasons is... but the statistics overall don't look good on him for the fact that he's hyped up so much. Yeah, I can see why you've said it, but I'd, I would have to disagree. I have my underrated player for Man City. Okay, this is this is going to be interesting. Who have you gone for? And it's another winger. Okay. I did mention him, Bernardo Silva. Okay, so you think he's underrated? Why? I think he's Man City's best winger. Okay, and why? <laughs> if you just look. Mm. Sterling can play through the middle. Yes, he, he can. can play anywhere. Yeah, but so can Bernardo Silva. Yeah, he can play anywhere across the country. He can play in midfield. Yeah, and I just feel like. Yeah, I just feel like he is Man City's best player. That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're moving um, on. United. Manchester United. I'm going to make a lot of Man United fans happy, even happier than I did when I said Firmino was overrated. I think there's an underrated player. I've got both. Okay, you go quickly through yours. My overrated player, Mason Greenwood. Yeah, definitely, without doubt. Shoot, shoot me down, Man United fans. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Both fight, it's my opinion. Mason Greenwood overrated. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Underrated? Underrated player. Hmm? Who's your underrated player? Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> yeah, I know. He gets the hype, but looking at the statistics, he's scoring or assisting almost one per game. So compared to your one in three that Zaha and Grealish have, I genuinely think that Fernandes isn't criminally underrated. Don't get me wrong. But he is slightly underrated compared to Zaha and Grealish, who are doing one in three, and he's getting almost one per game. So that that's just me. I know. I know. Everyone's going to look at me in disgust, but I have my reasons. All right, I have my reasons. The pen, the penalty merchant himself. Yes. Yes. Thrives off penalties. I know, that's why I debated whether putting me on there or not, but I had to. I'm sorry. Statistics. <laughs> I feel like this is... Um, a I'm lot of United fans would agree with mine. Yeah. Fred. Okay, yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the park. Yeah. He It's like the two that sit is Fred and McTominay. Yeah. Mm. I think they're both underrated. Yeah, definitely. McTominay not so much anymore as he's proven mm, yeah he's, he's proven why he's I there I mean like when I he was a youngster Fred... McTominay was you know when he was a youngster but yeah now he's come into it yeah I, I agree you've proved why he's there but yeah um yeah Fred he proves why he's there I just think he doesn't get as much hype as um McTominay does because McTominay's he's from Manchester that's why yeah Sure. He's not from Scotland, then he's just from the academy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, moving on to Newcastle. Who have you got? And why? Um, I have both overrated and underrated. Okay. Um, I have 
Miguel Almiron. Okay. Is that your overrated or underrated? Um, overrated. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that one, to be honest with you. I think... He hasn't no. performed in the Premier League as people expect him to. Mm, indeed. Um, so, who's your underrated? Um, Kyle Darlow. Yes. A local boy, for people who don't know. He is from, is it Bowton? The village of Bowton? Just... Um... Is Bowton or Moulton, one of those two, from just outside Northampton, he's a local lad. So, I know people who went to school with him. But yeah, I completely agree with you there. Kyle Darlow is criminally underrated. I just think, because they've obviously got the other keeper, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but, oh, Martin DeBuff, but that's it. I that's just think one, yeah. this season... He's I just feel like this season, Darlow's Kyle Darlow's why he's their number one. Oh, definitely. Without doubt. I have gone for an underrated player. Wilson. Okay. He's scoring. This isn't without... This isn't assists. This is scoring alone. One in two. At Newcastle alone. So I, I believe, you know, he is... And he's heavily relied on a Newcastle, in my opinion. He's scoring one in two games at Newcastle. This, this doesn't include any previous clubs, and it doesn't include assists either, which I think is why I put him on there. It's because it's goals alone that he's scoring. So that's why I put him on there. So I just feel like Callum Wilson is a is a one-in-two striker. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I, I don't think he gets the praise that he deserves at Newcastle. Um. Moving on, yeah, we um have Sheffield United. Who do you? I have one for. I have one for both. Okay. Overrated. Yeah. David McGoldrick. I see that. I I yeah. I see that. He hasn't performed in the Premier League like I expected him to. Yeah. Both last season and this season. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, who's your underrated? Um. Oliver Burke. Okay. That's, yeah. I've That's... watched him play a few times this season. Yeah. And he has been their best player in every game I've seen. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I haven't got anyone for Sheffield United, to be honest with you. I okay. couldn't really point anyone out. And, you know. So, I think we should move on to Southampton. I've got I, yeah. underrated. So do I. Who are you going for? Yannick Vestergaard. Okay. I've gone for Danny Ings. Underrated? Yes. Based on his time at Southampton alone. This isn't Liverpool or anything like that. He's scoring, again, just scoring, no assists. One in two at Southampton. Okay. And compared to Liverpool, he didn't really perform at Liverpool. He's gone to Southampton and he's he's come into his own, in my opinion. So uh, that's why I believe he's underrated. Not uh, by a lot, don't by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he's underrated. Uh, yeah, I can see why you put him, but I, just, yeah. I don't feel like he's underrated. I feel like the hype he has at Southampton. Yeah. The hype, it's, uh, I think that, I think he's, I think the hype he's got is where it is. Mm, okay, we'll, we'll leave that there then. Um, Tottenham, I've got underrated. Um, I've got both. Okay, go. Overrated. Mm. Gareth 
fail. Definitely, without a doubt. There's don't really need to say much what, about that, he, to be honest. What, what has he, he hasn't done nothing this season. No, not at all. That's so, all I've got to say. Who's your underrated? Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. Okay. Why? He has been mm. their midfield maestro. Yeah. I can see that. He he defends, he attacks, Yeah, he can pick out a pass. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I just think he's underrated. I have gone for Regulon because he's creating okay, he's creating a goal-scoring opportunity, whether he scored or assisted, one in two games. He's kept four clean sheets and three assists. And I, I personally think considering the games he's played, four clean sheets, three assists, and getting one in two games, I think is underrated. Like, the only people you really hear talk about him are Tottenham fans. Maybe a couple of others, but I don't think he's rated as highly as he should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, yeah, let's go to West Brom. I haven't got any. I don't have. Yeah, neither do I. I think they're bang average where they are. West Ham. Go for it. I have one for both, and I think West Ham fans are going to okay. want to hang me. Go for it. Overrated. Yep. Declan Rice. Okay. And why? Just a quick summary. I just don't think the hype that he has... I feel like, okay, he is a very, very solid CDM. Yeah. I just feel like his hype. I just feel like his hype more than he should be. Yeah, I get that. Okay, and underrated. Um, Angelo Aguana. I can see that. I I see that. I understand why, but I've gone for underrated, uh, overrated. Sorry, and the reason I've gone for overrated is based at his time at a previous club, Jesse Lingard. He now plays at West Ham, according to the Premier League website. And I've gone un- overrated because it, he's one in five games in the Premier League. One in five. And I think because he pl- played for Man United previously, I think he's already got the hype there. And I think at West Ham, he's just not living up to it. And he's just not doing it for me, in my opinion. I feel like... Because he hasn't played for West Ham yet, so I feel like when he plays, that's when you can see his overrated. I don't, overrated I don't there. think he will, though. Considering all the hype he's been getting, I don't think he will. One in five games yeah. at Man United is it's not doing it, is it? Just no, I see why you said that, but I feel like when he starts to play, that's when you can tell. Mm, I just don't think he's getting the mustard. If he was at Man United, I would have put him as overrated as well. The reason I put him in as West Ham is because he's currently contracted at West Ham. So. Yeah. So. The last club. The last club. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Who have you gone for? Um, I have one for both again. Overrated. I have Ruben Neves. Yeah, I I see that. He has one of, of, I think it's right for it, but then he can score goals outside the box. Yeah. I just don't think the season they went up from the championship. Yeah, he was 
probably their best midfielder. Yeah, I see that. In the pre- in the Premier League, he's I don't not. think he's I don't think he's shown it. No, he's not. Not at all. Okay, I get that. That's understandable. So underrated. Um, he he's kind of stepped up. Yeah. Um, since um, Jimenez has been out. Okay. Pedro Neto. Yes, indeed. So he has stepped up. Yeah, I think that's he's filled the boots really, hasn't he? And yeah. I think that's why you're saying he's underrated is because Jimenez is such a good player. He's filled the boots and he's really come into it and filled the gap, hasn't he? Yeah, like he hasn't done as well as Jimenez does. Yeah, but it's always so, going to be hard to to do what he yeah. does. But I feel like he's stepped up mm, when they've needed someone to perform. He has. So my underrated player is your underrated player's predecessor. I've gone for Jimenez. And this is basically because of his statistics. Again, one in two games, which is, as I've said, better than Sterling, better than Mitrovic, better than Zaha, better than Grealish. And for the fact that he is creating those chances, obviously he's injured, but for the fact that he was creating those chances one in two games, and he's not really been talked about, you know... I th- I genuinely believe that he's he's underrated. Yeah, I I can agree with you there. Um, and like you said, Jimenez he, was a good player, and Neto's had big boots to fill. So that's you know that kind of backs up my point of putting Jimenez as underrated. But yeah, I I feel like the only people that do talk about Jimenez is yeah. Wolves fans. Oh yeah, he is he is a. But I think he's he, worth more I than think, that. I think he's probably in the top five strikers in the Prem. Yeah, I think that's a bold shout. Feel like, feel I like he is. That. Yeah. So, we've uh, done that. We've got about 15 minutes remaining on our time. So, um, is there another topic you want to move on to before, quickly? Maybe a quick one that we can do before we wrap up here. Um, I don't really have any more topics. That's um, fair enough. Um, I've got some filler if you want some filler. I'm not talking about pod uh, filler. Um, yeah, we can do one more. I'm thinking, um, based on the tragic news that happened yesterday, uh, Sir Captain Tom passed away at 100 years old. He raised 33, almost £33 million for NHS charities. And then obviously with the gift aid on top, that was near nearing £40 million. Purely for NHS charities. And I'm going to leave a link in this podcast. If you want to donate to any of the NHS charities that he was raising for, I'm going to leave a link in the description of the podcast. But I I think that, you know, it would be wrong for me to finish the podcast without putting a mention in there. Yeah. The fact that that he fought in Um, World War II and he's given his life for this country pretty much save the NHS when they're on their knees more than ever uh, I think he deserves a special mention but yeah yeah. I'll leave a link in the description for the charities um, there is a um, a thing that I actually saw yesterday yeah um, that he actually went on the old TV show yeah um, Blank to Blank he did indeed yes 
I did see that. Um, <laughs> no, and I, I was kind of, like, me, mm. I was downstairs, and obviously we'd heard the news. Yeah. And we'd put the, the news on. Yeah. Um, and they mentioned it on there. Yeah, and blankety blank. Me, my mum, and my dad were also like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? It's been on blankety blank. So obviously, it wasn't it's something because we didn't it? know about it. But yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, I was going to add, um, we also now have a... I'm setting up currently a Patreon style account. So hopefully we can put some outtakes in there that you don't get to see. Maybe we could even upload the full episodes on there if you want to donate to us or pay for that. Um, I'll explain more of that in the podcast next week because I haven't actually... It's not been cleared yet, but we are currently on the way to getting that sorted. Um, Obviously, don't forget to visit our Instagram at the perfect podcast official we do have a twitter but we don't use it and that is again uh, i think it's called the perf pod off i mean i didn't even i didn't need, i didn't no. know we had one i i just created that because i needed it for like anger or something um yeah, fair enough. again don't forget to visit our website which is also linked in the anchor description or if you're watching on listening listening on spotify it's also on spotify again we're on spotify google podcasts currently trying to get itunes but they're not playing ball with me but don't forget our instagram tiktoks are in the bio please if you can donate the nhs charities you know we are so privileged to have the free healthcare that we do you know i say free but it's almost free <laughs> we pay out of our taxes but we're so privileged to have that sort of health care um we hope that you have managed to survive lockdown and we hope that we're kind of helping you with that <laughs> if you ever want to talk visit the instagram visit the tiktok we'll always be open um is there anything else you want to add um no not really just obviously again thank obviously thank you for listening to the last two episodes and this episode. Um, yeah, obviously, as Josh said, check out the Instagrams, um, the charities for the NHS, because, as Josh said, we are extremely privileged to have this. Indeed. Um, and yes. they are working... Tirelessly. As hard as ever through... Yes. This pandemic, it is ridiculous. This pandemic, we nobody would really expect to happen. Mm. Um and they're, they're basically, they are keeping this country running, pretty exactly. much. They are the front line. You so, know. Like, if this was World War Two, they are the soldiers. It's just a different war we're yeah. facing, an invisible enemy, and they are doing their absolute best. So we thank so, the NHS for that. And um, Yeah, any money, yeah. if you do have any spare money... That it, Please donate that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's £1 or £10 or £100. Yeah, anything's gonna help them. So if you exactly. can donate and um... every little helps, and you know yeah. it's it's going towards a good cause. And obviously with the pandemic, that they were stretched as it is, they're stretched even further. But we're so glad that they're still around, and hopefully they're still around is, for feel, decades, millennials to come. I feel like if you donate, that's kind of your way of saying thank you for this. Uh, yeah, that's your contribution. You know, stay at home, donate. Do your bit. Again, if you're struggling with mental health, there are different charities, Mind, you know, Mental Health UK, places like that. 
I'm always open for a chat. I'm sure Jack is as well. Don't yeah, forget. <laughs> don't forget to if you're on Spotify, give this a follow if you're interested. We make podcasts every week, usually on a Sunday, but like we said, we might record a special one, an hour long special that we could release on a Saturday at one point just to keep you occupied over lockdown. If you are interested in coming on coming in on the show, drop us a DM, drop us a follow, follow us on Instagram. We'll get you on. If you want us to come on to your show, more than happy to. One of us will do it, both of us will do it, more than happy to. Again, thank you all for listening. This has been The Perfect Podcast. And we will see you, hopefully, next week. Uh, yeah, probably, most likely next week, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Um, that's if everything goes all well. And um, we'd like to thank our 18, because we're at 18 now. I oh, know, two weeks in, we're at 18. Uh, we are listening to uh, 18 <laughs> loyal listeners who have listened to this podcast we'd like to thank you and we hope that if you can spread this share this link share this podcast to one friend we hopefully we can double it by next week it's not going to happen especially, especially with um the ones that listen in america if you can spread yes, that if you can spread that around to all your friends if you think they'll enjoy this sort of stuff next week i've started uh planning next week might give you a little insight Again, so we touched on food this week, but I think we're going to food in a more detail next week. I've also okay. got here our takes on the meaning of life. I think we're oh, gonna that. I think we're gonna get deep in the meaning of life next week. I've got a get to know us, you know, we'll be four episodes in, but you know, it's never too late to learn some new little facts about us. And that hopefully we can hear some little facts about you if you want to share them with us. And Jack, something for you to get ready for next week. Famous birthdays. We're going to be talking about famous birthdays and who we share them with. So we'd like to thank you all for listening. And hopefully you can tune in next week. Um, Usually, without a hitch, these podcasts are released at 6 o'clock every Wednesday. Thank you all for listening.